Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Today's program is dedicated to all the single folk in our audience, those individuals who are, one, looking for a trustworthy life partner, and two, who may be wondering right about now if such a person exists on this planet. Dr. Jennings joins us today via Skype to discuss this challenge. Dr. Jennings, the time is yours. Yeah, thank you, Charles. And as we're talking about this, this many people that come to see me Many people who email our ministry are struggling to, how do I know if this person is the right person mm, for me to marry, yeah. that life partner, that husband or that wife, that spouse? And how do they know whether this is the person that they'll be compatible with, they'll have a sustained, long-term, trustworthy and healthy relationship with? And that's what they're looking for. And so I've developed some keys that I encourage people to utilize in the dating process to identify people who are going to be on a much higher plane of operation that puts them on a better platform to engage in those sustaining and healthy relationships. The first general principle is healthy relationships require healthy people. Hmm. The first step in pursuing a healthy relationship and life partner is to step back and ask the question, am I the healthiest, most mature person I can be in governance of me? And am I continuing to move in God's grace to ever increasing maturity in my personal character development, the principles I practice? So if we're not willing to look at yourself and grow and mature yourself, then you're probably not mature enough to enter into a healthy relationship. And if you're not mature enough to have a healthy relationship, it doesn't matter who you're in a relationship with, it won't be a healthy relationship. When you're saying healthy, you're talking about mentally healthy. I'm talking about relationally, functionally, operationally healthy. Certain aspects upon which relationships operate that are healthy. And so mature people are those people who have that capacity to look at themselves and grow. They're not people without flaws, but they have the ability to own their own shortcomings and work in through God's grace to overcome their shortcomings. But number two aspect of that, as we grow and mature, what we find attractive changes, Hmm. even normal developmental health. So a 12-year-old who is perfectly healthy as a 12-year-old mentally will find people attractive that are different than when they're 25. Okay. 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 Yeah. So that just shows you the maturity level of someone's thinking processes, even if they're healthy at that age, what they find attractive and what they find important and what they're looking for changes as they mature. If we maybe were chronologically 25, but we haven't matured in character in the way we process and deal with life and ourselves, then the people we find attractive will also be immature. Mature people don't find the immature people attractive. Mm. And so it changes who we will find. So the first step in finding a healthy life partner is being the healthiest you you can be because that will then cause you to find the healthier people more attractive and you will find the unhealthier people less attractive. So you automatically have a filter on who you're interested in based on your own level of maturity. So step one is growing and becoming the most mature person you can be. All right. A lot of people just stop right there. They can't seem to grow out of that 12-year-old, Dr. Jennings. You're exactly right. And then many people struggle with that. And if you aren't growing, then you know, get yourself a coach, get yourself a counselor, mm-hmm. uh, get yourself a support group in your church where you're helping each other overcome and grow and mature and can get feedback from people. Many people are not willing to hear honest feedback, so they create a selective environment where they only allow people around them who will tell them the good things they want to hear about themselves. Mm -hmm. And if anybody gives them honest 
loving, critical feedback, they eliminate them from their lives. So if you really want to grow, you need to be able to hear and have good friends, honest friends who love you, but are willing to speak honestly with you about areas that you can grow in. So step one, healthiest person. But let's assume we've gotten a reasonable level of maturity and we're growing and we're really ready to pursue finding that healthy life partner. The next thing you want to find is you want to find a trustworthy person, Mm -hmm. someone who's trustworthy. And so trustworthiness, there are three core aspects to genuine trustworthiness. And and many people miss these, and I want to spell those out for them. First, especially for life partnership, first is that they have the ability through God's grace, being reborn into Christ, to love you more than they love themselves. Hmm. If they still love self more, it's all about self and what self can get. As long as everything's good, it's a fine time. But when push comes to shove and somebody has to sacrifice, the person who loves self more than the other will always throw the other person under the bus so self can get ahead. Right, right. Okay? And so, and this does not mean becoming a doormat. You give in to everything the other person wants. That, no. When you actually love somebody more than self and you see them engaging in behaviors that are outside of God's design, thus they are destructive to them, you don't just go along with it. You stand up and say, I love you too much to stand by quietly and allow you to, say, mistreat me like a woman who's being dominated or abused by her husband. Mm -hmm. If she loves the husband, she doesn't go along with it. She stands up and says, I love you too much to go along with that because it not only hurts me, it sears your conscience and warps your character. Mm -hmm. So some people worry when I say love others more than self that you become a doormat. I'm not saying that at all. So love others more than self, first principle of trustworthiness. But the second principle of trustworthiness, what we've talked about already, is maturity. You might have a five-year-old child who really loves mommy and daddy, and if they saw mommy and daddy in danger, they would run into danger to protect. They're not trying to save themselves. They'll protect mommy and daddy because they really would give self for mommy and daddy. They love you. But would you trust them to take your check to the bank for you? (laughs) No. Okay, so there are people out there or, uh, that have good hearts, but they don't have maturity in self-governance or maturity in decision-making. And so that's the second element for true trustworthiness. They have to love you, but they also have to mature in their own self-governance. They can say no to their own impulses. And the third one is they have to have wisdom in God's design. And I've seen Christian folks who come to love their spouse, and they really do love their spouse, and they would sacrifice for their spouse. And they have self-governance, they have good maturity and self-discipline and self-control, but they have been indoctrinated into a system in which they are believing that God runs his universe like a human government runs their system, and thus they're imperial and dictatorial and controlling, and they believe it's the role of the spouse to, to oversee and discipline the wife and to, and to set rules for and monitor the behavior of the wife and become very controlling, not because they want to harm, not because they don't love, but because they think that's how love works, and so they're not wise. Okay? They're foolish because that will cause harm, even with good intention. And so you need somebody who loves you more than self. You need somebody who's mature and self-governing. You need somebody who has God's wisdom. Now, Dr. Jennings, I'm sure there are listeners right now saying, Dr. Jennings, have you seen the world? Have you seen what's out there? Where do you find this kind of person? That's where you, in a relationship with your Lord, ask the Lord to lead you. Mm to find the right person in time. And you have to be observant and you have to be critical and you have to examine and you have to weigh evidence that that's exactly right. The vast majority of people of the world, if they're of the world, they're not of God's kingdom, are they? And the wisdom of of the world is foolishness to God's kingdom and the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. Okay, healthy people, trustworthy person, what's next? First two big ones, self maturity, knowing yourself, and then looking for trustworthiness. And then I tell people to make a list of non-negotiables that are the non-negotiable qualifications a life partner must have 
that qualifies them to be a life partner. And what goes on with this list is if any single item by itself is not met, that one item alone disqualifies them. It doesn't matter if they, let's say you have 12 things on your list, they have 11 out of 12. Every item on the list is a absolute qualification. So any single item disqualifies them. I'll give you one example that I recommend goes on everybody's list. Now, as we make these lists for ourselves, there will be unique things that will be on Charles' list that weren't on Dr. Jennings' list, okay? Mm -hmm. But this one should be on every mature person's list, and here it is. True or false, Charles, for someone to be qualified to be your life partner, your spouse, they must genuinely like you for who you are. Well, I would want to, I would want that to be a true thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. If they don't like you for who you are, they're not qualified to be your life partner. Okay. All that doesn't right. mean they're not qualified to fix your car. Okay. 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 But they're not qualified to be your life partner. So this isn't what it sounds it sounds very obvious, but this is the critical application piece because many people don't know this. In the dating environment, what's the only way you get to know whether someone genuinely likes you for who you are? You have to be you. There you go. And so many people in the dating environment mm. put on airs. They try to be something different than they are. Oh, that person likes this ball team. I'll get that ball cap even though I can't stand that ball team because I, I, I know they like them. Yeah. And, uh, in other words, you're trying to put on airs to be something you're not just to get interest of another person. This is fraudulent, and it's fraudulent in several ways, at several levels. One, the other person doesn't get to know you. Yeah. Two, even if they come to like you and you can tell they really like you, you don't feel like because you know they're not really knowing you. They're only knowing this caricature that you're acting out. Mm-hmm. And so this is important on the first level. You have to be yourself. Many people do this though because they fear rejection. Okay, And this is how you handle that piece. If you're dating someone out with someone and you're just being yourself and it, it becomes obvious they really don't like you for who you are then instead of getting your feelings hurt, at least inside of your head, you say to yourself, thank you for letting me know you're not qualified to be with me. Okay, all right. Okay. Many people don't realize that there can be two healthy people, they're healthy, mature people, who are still a bad fit to be life partners, to be spouses. They would be terrible together as spouses, even though they're both mature, healthy people. Mm-hmm. And so allowing for the fact there can be two healthy people that do not fit well together as spouses Allowing for that, you don't have to get your feelings hurt if somebody doesn't like you. It's okay. And just turn it around and say, have you actually found attractive every person of the opposite sex you've ever met? Does that mean that every one of those are bad people? No. Okay. So just allow for that. Many people have made it too personal that they need to be liked in order for them to feel good about themselves. And if that's where you are, that would be an indicator of a lack of maturity. And perhaps you're not quite yet ready to be in the dating process. Other aspects or elements that are very important that we can apply. Remember, we're growing in our own maturity first. That changes our selection bias. We're looking for a trustworthy person. And then we have this list of things. One of them, they has to like me for who I am. Other things that you can put on your list. One that I put on my list, and it subsumed a lot of other elements because so many other things would be attached to this, but I could not marry a smoker. Mm. So non-smoker went on my list. Does that mean if somebody who smokes is a bad person? No. It just means that I don't want to live with a smoker. If I married a smoker, the first thing I would do is I would begin working on the smoker to get them to quit, Mm -hmm. which means they wouldn't feel accepted for who they are, which means they would resent me. They wouldn't feel loved as the person they are. They have to be. It's qualified love. And so it would contaminate the relationship. So that issue went on my list. They smoked. I didn't care anything else about them. I wouldn't date them. 
and I wouldn't pursue a relationship with them because I couldn't be happy in that relationship. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So each person then has to identify those non-negotiables. Now, stuff that you might like, but it's negotiable, don't put it on your list. Like the football team example. Yes. If, if you mm-hmm. live with somebody that likes a different team than you, then don't put that on the list. Mm-hmm. Other things that have been shown through science, though, to actually make people compatible are compatible IQs. Somebody who is in the range of the same IQ so that they can comprehend the things that you can comprehend and you can share your ideas and your epiphanies and your insights and you can discuss. And, and if you are really on a different planet of understanding than the person you're married to, you will have very little of interest and you won't want to converse and share and process with them. So compatible IQs creates a platform where you can actually share life together. Hmm. Dr. Jennings, our time is running out here, and I know we've just scratched the surface. Is there somewhere that these listeners can go to learn more about these lists and these keys to dating? Yes, our website, comeandreason.com. You can type that in, finding a healthy life partner, and you will find a a whole list of things you can do along these lines. And we're going to put this program up on the Come and Reason website also. And listener, I invite you to share this program and the other information available there with someone in your family who may be heading for the altar or just starting out dating. I think that's the best time to do it when they're just starting out dating, to try to get at least a good firm foundation for these young people or older people who are getting into the dating, going back into the dating, and they want to do it right. They want to do it in a way that will be lasting and loving. This information is very valuable for that, and it's at commonreason.com and also in Dr. Jennings' books, which are available there, and this podcast, which is also listenable there, commonreason.com. Dr. Jennings, always a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much. Always enjoy working with Charles. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.